here on press basketball we're going to name this one the race for eighth because everything's going to be covered around kind of that western conference situation that had a lot going on after the trade deadline but before well, we jump into anything basketball james how's this week been treating you brother man i'm ready for i'm ready for tomorrow we're recording this on thursday night and i need friday to hurry up and get here i'm exhausted I just been, it's just been a long week, man. I think I'm going to blame the time change. We moved forward last weekend. I, I haven't caught up yet. Yeah, no, that time change is a weird thing, man, especially uh, here. I, I, and the, the heat, man. It's so hot here. Oh, uh, like, man. Today I'm, I knew you were going to do this just because uh, I, no. knew, I knew I got like a foot, look, a foot and a half of snow here in Montreal. You, you do this look here, bro. Look here, Brody. If I can't, if this is not a safe space and I'm going to get judged and I, I can't open up. And you know, just talk about my how my life out here, my feelings, and tell you how it's you know it sucks when I get home and my shirt's damp because I've been sweating. So many people out there are feeling so bad for you right now. You don't have your safe so. space to talk about your son. Oh man, yes, I I, I apologize for infringing upon your. No, uh, I'm your, sorry. Your, let's, talk, let's hear about your cold. Your cold is way more interesting. No, no, my, my cold's not. <laughs> 13 centimeters of snow, whatever the hell you No, nah, 13 inches. Um, it was like 30 to 70 centimeters. Like, like, it started snowing on Monday night, and they literally shut down the city, like, overnight. And they were like, yeah, all schools, all businesses are closed. Uh, so everyone just had, like, a snow day. Dope. Sounds fun. Um, so, nah, let's... So the eighth seed uh, in the east is actually... I mean, sorry, in the west is one of the more interesting stories because, I mean, I, let's be real. The bottom of the east is it's not it's not Who pretty cares? out there maybe, i think many people care pistons are eight milwaukee seven um miami heat pacers are six which is not bad heat heater right out heat and pistons are tied actually in the, in the loss column win loss column i don't know who has a tiebreaker or whatever then after that's the bulls no i don't are you really worried about any of these guys doing any damage i mean the i mean this is just fodder right so, uh, so that's the real reason why we're talking about the west the one glimmer I would say was last year the Pistons, as constructed, they gave Cleveland the, the one of the like one of the best uh, four game sweeps you'd see, where I think Cleveland blew them out one game and all the rest of them were pretty tight. Remember that one end. story though, how like the Cavs were out drinking all all series and they're just like, oh yeah, we got to win this after a while. No, I didn't hear that at all, but it sounds like some, some sounds like something a, a Cavs guy on Twitter would make up just to <laughs> explain away the loss. I mean, not even lost the, the close games. But so I mean we know that I, I don't think that matters at all, right? So we don't we know what's happening in that. But in the East, West. All right. So what I say? I said West. No, I said I said East. <laughs> um, in the West, uh, it's a lot more interesting because the Nuggets started the season off pretty poorly, and even though they're still sub five hundred, they got the A spot locked down. Um, the Grizzlies are free falling. They I think at one point weren't the Grizzlies fifth for a while. They, fourth or fifth? They were, but they, the season. Like, like, how come I find this interesting? There's still like a seven-game cushion between them and the eighth, right? So like, like, like they would really have yeah, to slide yeah, for, for, for these guys to keep up. Yeah, so they're not going anywhere. But it's just amazing, and we may even touch on how they they're they're free falling, but uh, and OKC just leapfrogged them, and now OKC and I think the Clippers are going to be tied in the loss column. 
after the Clippers lose tonight. They're uh, they're down. They're, the game the over. Play, uh, they lost. Yeah, yeah, if the playoffs started today, it would be Houston OKC in a series. That'd be dope. Yeah, I think that's got a shot there. But um, so what we're really talking about though is the uh, two teams that really remade themselves with a single move at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks and Portland. Trailblazers. Portland sent out uh, Nero, Nero's going, what's wrong with me right now? I should have drank my coffee. They <laughs> sent out uh, Plumley, got back Nurkic. You know, Nurkic was kind of a malcontent in Denver. Just wasn't a good fit with uh, Jokic. And he just turned into freaking Nurkic Olajuwon. Um, Dallas picked up Nerlens Noel for, you know, second rounder and, um, you know, Justin Anderson and, you know, best fair parts. And he's kind of hit the ground running. Trust and the he's like completely change the complexion of that team. So it's uh it's funny because we look at these teams, we call them all like sub five hundred teams and whatever blah blah. But I mean the last ten games, Dallas is seven and three, Portland's six and four, and they look like whole different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they got they both got new starters or, or or heavy rotation player and that changes everything. So no matter what you think about them, it's like or what they were doing earlier this season, and Portland was bad. They're literally on the door of the playoffs now, and it's it's you know not only is it Nurkic, Dame 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 is Dame again, and it matters. So, so let me ask you this then. Um, just let's get straight to the point. Who do you think takes the eighth? I'm gonna say, sneaky enough, Denver. Uh, I I I think they stay there. Uh, uh, maybe it's not that sneaky because they're already there, but uh, uh, Denver's also seven and three in the last ten. And and Minnesota's actually six and four, and, and and Minnesota's only one game back of Dallas. Now I know that the games really matter now because it's coming close, but I think there's more continuity in Denver right now. Like I think Portland has a lot. Like it's really hard for me to, uh, to vote against Portland, but I I, I just think I, I like Jokic and and Plumlee there. I I like their backcourt. There's a bunch of guys I really like. Like I think the highest ceiling is definitely Portland, and and I think Dallas like. Like uh, we're talking about uh, Noel, right? But we're also got uh, talking about guys like Seth Curry coming out of nowhere and just becoming like, like, all, like borderline all-star play, right? So it's I don't know, it, I don't know, I don't know okay, borderline all-star. But well, maybe get, not borderline all-star, but uh, uh, far, far improved, and 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 they've added a bunch of talent out of nowhere, kind of thing. And uh, he's an NBA starter, yes. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean. If you have to trust, like, like if I'm saying uh, my brain, my logic side, I'm saying Denver staying there, but my heart is kind of like rooting for Portland to do it because every time I see Nurkic, I'm just seeing a young Marcus Gasol, and I, I just like the way he plays a game. And, and 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 that Portland team, I really wouldn't want to run into them if they made it. Yeah, and and uh, he, like I said, he changed the whole complexion of that team. He's not perfect. He's he's averaging almost four turnovers a game. Which, from your center, who's only playing you know less than thirty minutes a game, it's, he's a big guy who doesn't terrifying. shoot, right? That's weird in today's NBA. Um, but I, I honestly think that's what they need because they got enough shooting with Allen Crab, CJ. This the team is constructed where they need a you know a big roller to the hole and you know somebody who can do some things on defense. And he's he helped them win that game against those two games against OKC. He was really good. So mm-hmm. um, he's I think he's a perfect fit for the, what that team needs. Of course, you want turnovers to, to, to calm down. But well, he's blocking a lot of shots and taking up room, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's just crazy. You know, like they just beat the Spurs and in, uh, in that game, he had 16 and nine with four steals um, and th- and three assists to boot, you know. And so, yeah, he didn't shoot well. He's only seven for 18, but he, he did the job. 
Uh, and we're talking about Dallas, too. And I didn't really have Dallas with three games behind. And, you know, not a lot of time to make up. It it, it would take some some uh, divine intervention on their part. But Nerlens, you know, he's missed a few games. I think early on he he missed, a, like, a, a plane or something. Yeah, and I, I, we were just talking about this offline. I don't know what he tweaked when he missed those three games there. But he's averaging, uh, you know, not quite a double-double. But, I mean, hey, 10 points, 8 rebounds over a block and only 24 minutes a game. Brand new to the scheme, just learning. Uh, he was a big part of of them beating OKC. You know, he had 13 and four, and he he acted. You know, he had some game changing role into the hole. Kind of, you know, they threw it up for him. He's that vertical space is a big deal. So, well, and they're changing the energy all around. Like uh, we saw Dirk even block a shot. You know, like 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 it's that whole like contagious defense, right? Like he's adding that because at the starting of the season we we're just like uh, we're looking at Dallas we're like man these guys are old, but adding him, you know, Barnes is killing it. Seth Curry's killing it. It, like it's looking like they're revitalizing and and down there I still like the, they're too young to give them too much credit but the defense that Minnesota has been playing since the All-Star game really matters Tom Tibbs is starting to put his stamp there I'm, I'm going to disagree it, it doesn't matter yet they're either they're not in the playoff race even though they're they're technically in the hunt but they're not going to make the playoffs probably and this is the time of year man where like uh guys some guys are already like Orlando Magic. I think they're basically all they're already checked out mentally. You know, some teams are already checked out mentally. If the season's over and they know it. You know, I, th- I think that's what's going on, maybe with the, some of the guys in, in New York with the Knicks. Um, other teams are just you know the top three, four seeds are kind of like all right. We still want to get hurt. We got to kind of maintain our energy levels and make it through to the playoffs. And sure, we're gonna play hard, but you know if we're down at the half or it's close. We're not trying to kill ourselves for these games. Uh, that's Golden so State I think we, 101 with how that roster's falling apart. Uh, I, I, I beg to differ, and we can talk about that more if you want to. But my point is that, like, you see weird things. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harken back to when I thought Deion Waiters would be almost like a, a star-type player because Kyrie sat out after All-Star game, uh, All-Star break when he was still in Cleveland, and Kyrie sat out, and Deion averaged almost like 19-5-5 five five for like an 18-game stretch to end the season. And this is what this is what I'm saying. So, all this is good, especially like you're saying about the, the the defense in in Minnesota, and it seems to be going how how we expected it to go. So let's hope it does carry over next year. But I just don't put too much stock into the the bad teams suddenly doing really good things post All Star game. Yeah, no, it's it, it it it's a strange situation, right? But with all these like. There's the most veteran presence with Dallas, obviously with Dirk and you get all West Matthews and and obviously Barnes has been to the finals with Golden State, and then you have Portland with with Dame Lillard and McCollum who really you know are are are, are veterans in their own right and they're really young, and then you have Denver who's a crazy young team, and you got some guys on the wing, but like like they're not known for deep playoff pushes. So, okay, so you were calling uh, uh who to take eighth? Um. I'm thinking Portland, man. Uh, yeah. So I started off the season really high on Dame, uh, and he he didn't disappoint. His numbers are okay, but the fact that the team kind of fell apart, I kind of put that on him, right? When you're facing the franchise, and yeah. last year he got all the credit for making the playoffs, you got to kind of put that on your shoulders. Even though the ownership also gave him a bag of poo with Evan Turner, <laughs> and they, you know, that was they still wasted all that money. It was amazing. Um. So, but just having the firepower of him and CJ, and like I said, upgrading that center spot. I think uh, they can CJ's been so good this year. 
And I, I'm not selling Yusuf. Uh, I'm not selling my boy uh, Jokic short. He's good, and uh, you know they have a really good team around them. It's, it's tough. Though, it's a really young Denver, team. Really young team. Who's that? Denver. Yeah. They are, but then they got Wilson Chandler. They got Gallinari. They got some vets there. You know, what I'm saying Plumlee's young, but he's not like you know a rookie. Yeah. Um, Demir Nelson gives you you know a good floor general. And this Will Barton has been playing real well too. Will Barton's good, you know. So they actually, even though they're young, they got Roy Hibbert. Like, he's, he's, I saw him dance on the bench the other day, so he's having fun. I mean, um, and that matters, you know what I'm saying? A veteran presence in the locker room. Fareed's not like a, you know, he's what, year three now, four, five? So they got they got a good, really good mix of like young. Kenneth Fareed? Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's got to be at least 26. I feel this guy, he's at 27 years old. So he was the right first now? round in the 2011 draft. Wow, so it's been six, seven years by now. More so my point state. is that they got young vets um, and some old, like an old head or two to hang out. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm selling Denver short. I'm not selling, I think they're going to be great in the future. I just didn't know if this was their year, but they really have taken off. And, and dude, dude, yoke is something else, man. Yeah. Well, there's him, and I think their young guys are really mature. Like, like, like him and Jamal Murray, for guys who are that young, I think have a lot of, like, headiness to them. All right. Uh, I'm all right. So um, I'm saying Denver. You're saying Portland. Now, if we take it away from the regular season kind of play, wins, losses that way, and we spin it into how would they best like, – like who would be the best underdog, like that guy who comes in and potentially, you know, is that Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Denver Nuggets beating Supersonics, kind of eight beaten one I've, kind of series. I think if it's uh, – if we're saying that Golden State makes the, first, the number one seed, I think – this version of Portland has a not even a puncher's chance, but if we're talking about them or Denver or the, even Dallas and outside, yeah, I think definitely Portland has the best chance. That firepower, man, they can. And they've got they, all they, that they, length on the on the wings too, right? They have exactly. uh, Mo Harkless, Aminu, uh, uh, Evan Turner can maybe play. I don't really want him to play, but Crab. He, he's still hurt, man. I think, yeah, I, think he, I think he's still hurt, right? I mean, that's why they're winning. Um, but yeah. And 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 Vonley and um, yeah, there's enough size there to really hurt them. The the question would be if KD comes back right, and when they go small, who can match up with KD? Which you know, if he's not 100, percent then you got a lot better chance with the Minu and Harkless. So uh, yeah, I, I just think them because that firepower. And then let's say if the Spurs get the number one seed, though, I think I would I think I'd like to see Denver there. That'd be, a be I think that'd be a fun matchup to watch. Jokic go up against Deadman and, and Powell. I think and, it's the you know, Spurs. Um, I'd like to see Dallas. Really? Yeah. Huh. Why? I don't know. I I, I just think that uh, that that's a good Dirk matchup for them. And I think their guards would be pretty quick. And I think it would... I think their defense would rotate a bit worse on the small guards of Dallas. I don't know. Tough to say. I don't be mad to see that. The only reason I said Denver because I, I love to see uh, Jokic go up against those bigs. I would love to see who they stick Kawhi on because, sure, Wilson Chandler's really good, and I guess that's who they probably start him with. But um, Gary Harris is really good, uh, you know. So that he's been playing really well lately. So well, they got a whole team that know. can kind of score on you, and they're they're so deep and athletic. I think and people go, you know, they're, they're gonna laugh because. How do you beat San Antonio? We saw this with OKC. You're athletic. You outquick them. You outrun them. Denver can do that. Not with them particularly. I'm not saying they can beat them, but they're they have the the, the horses to get out and run a little bit. And yeah. Athletic. 
So that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're t- we're talking about a couple of those trades that were going down, and and, and obviously uh, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Boogie, but uh, that team's not doing too well. I mean, um, which of these? So let me, let's let, let me let's, let's hold on before we get into that. Let me give my boy Taj Gibson a shout out um, because I, we'd be remiss not to do that for the simple fact that uh, OKC went through a little four game slump. Against you know Portland beat them twice. They lost. They lost another bum team. They lost to a bum team, not another bum team. And so they lost four in a row. They inserted Taj into the starting lineup, and lo and behold, whatever every OKC fan in the world wanted to see happened. When Taj became a starter, uh, well, he had, yeah, he became a starter, and they they won the last four games in a row. I think tonight he had like twelve and six, whatever. And then three games prior, um, all wins, and they beat Spurs, and they beat Utah, they beat Brooklyn. Uh, he's averaging 13 points, six rebounds. He's shooting, you know, almost 55 percent from the floor. He just knows how to play. He knows how to play, and he's a starting caliber, you know, power mm-hmm. forward. And you had him sitting behind Demontis Sabonis, you know, so you don't hurt Sabonis's feelings, which is the wackest <laughs> thing I've heard ever. So he's it's, a rookie. Uh, I mean, he needs to get his feelings yeah, hurt here and there. Exactly. He he'll be fine. I hated it. Well, the continuity and <laughs> you know you want to you don't want to kill his confidence. Well, guess what? He's dominating off the bench. He played really well tonight again. They blew out um, Toronto with no Kyle Lowry, but yeah. Demondis played great off the bench. Uh, Lowry he, he looked good playing with Russ again. So all's right in the world for Oklahoma City. So let me ask you real quick then. So that's that's Oklahoma City. They they've they were in seventh seed. Now they're knocking on the fifth seed, mm-hmm. just in a, in the span of a couple of days. I think they're a season high ten games over five hundred. Taj been playing really well. Oklahoma City added him. Uh, Yusuf added. Uh, and Yusuf Nurkic went to Portland, and our, our guy Nerlens went to Dallas. Yeah. Which guy? It sounds almost silly to ask. I'm, it's, I think that's going to be Nurkic as far as who's been the most impactful. Can I add in one more guy? And he's one guy that you gave me zero credit for when we did our trade uh, deadline review, but I'm actually going to bring him up right now. Let's hear it. Bojan Bogdanovic. He's been balling out for Washington. I totally called this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Trade trade deadline trade we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And he was like 19, like a bunch of, like uh, over 20 points a bunch of times. He's been killing it for them. Um, but, uh, uh, but since we're talking about the West, um, I've got to say small sample size, uh, Nurkic, he's just changed how I view that whole team. Like like those other guys, I, I, I really like its additions, but it's just changed how I viewed Portland as that guard-centric. Everything was coming there, and everything in the front was just, let's hold it down. Then now you have this giant who could just set screens, really intelligent. And, and look, he, he, he self-proclaimed super out of shape, right? So he's doing all this as a big boy. Like, he could come in next year resigned like 20 pounds no, maybe not 20 but 10 15 and just really owning this like he's only 22 23 years old right like uh, is he yeah man Nurkic yeah I thought I'd load in it. nah dude he, uh, he just looks his dad was a big guy too like his dad apparently is like 7 350 like uh, uh, that Nurkic family they got some big bones I thought that was joking his dad who was big like that no nah, it's Nurkic man well, I'm sure, uh, like, I'm sure Jokic, uh, uh, Jokic's fan, um, his family is pretty big as well. But he's a he's a big bubba. Hey, but um, here, here's the thing though, I, I might even give Nerland some love for this one because Dallas was was a was porous defensively all year, and I think 
over since All Star break. They're like fifth or sixth in defense. You know, defensive rating. So I mean, and the the main change obviously is they added a shot blocker who could you know you know do things back there. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's hard. I'm. It's like I said. It's Nurkic, and it, it is. He's been dominant, man. He he had a nice little stretch there where he averaged like nineteen and twelve or something. He's been really good for them. Not dominant, but he's been really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, do you remember how um, uh, um, uh, Nurkic ended up on the Nuggets way back? Uh, yes. Chicago drafted him and Gary Harris. Yep. And traded them both for the rights to Mc, McDermott. McBuckets. Yep, exactly. What a terrible franchise, dude. Good mind. Crap. Uh, that's the same team that uh, that had low markets and traded them for Tyrus Thomas. That's per conversation last time. Um, uh, but yeah, I think, man, it's tough. Nurkic, Noel, those are both some pretty good ones. But uh, just to give uh, 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 some boogie love, uh, uh, we did have a couple stats there. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, Boogie's got traded, and uh, let's see how they – he's averaging only uh, less than 21 points, less than 12 uh, rebounds, less than four assists, which is good. But the turnovers are still up high. He's still averaging the same amount of turnovers he was averaging before. He got traded 3.8, almost four turnovers a game. He's only shooting 42.6%. And on top of that, let's see what their record is with him so far. It's not very good. No. Uh, they just don't have the pieces around them at this point. It's so obvious. I know. And, and it, I don't, like him I don't and blame Bogey them. And, and, and as soon as they got there, Caspi got hurt. And it's just like, you oh, know man. what? I don't blame them, but let's 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 be real. Um, it's almost like if you're saying that, oh, they got Steph Curry and with Clay great Thompson, names right? comes great expectations. I get it, what you're exactly. About. So let's we can't just let them off the hook. So since Boogie got to New Orleans, uh, oh God, one, two, three, four. They're uh, four and six, and I think two of the wins, one he was suspended, and then one he sat the fourth quarter, and like one he fouled out. So it's, it's that's weird, man. Like the the fact that they lost to Miami, and he you know he went from nineteen and nine, that's that's really weird, and it's, it's kind of troubling. But they'll be better next season. So but yeah, he's averaging about so far in 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 New Orleans, they're four and six. He's averaging like twenty eleven, and shooting forty three percent from the floor now. I'll let you take over from there. And then he has his replacements in uh, in in Sacramento. Uh, so one of the interesting uh, draft choices was a uh, Scal uh, uh, Labissier was taken, I think, 28th overall, and and he was a guy that I thought should go much higher. And a lot of mock drafts was much higher. He's a, it was a seven footer who has a nice little jump shot, like 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 what the closest comp was like a. Uh, 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 who's our boy there, Channing Fry? I, like, I guess that's how people kind of saw him with maybe ability to block a couple shots. Him and Willie Colley Stein, since the trade deadline, have come together to average together 25, 13, and 1.5 blocks with 58% shooting. Sure, they're only 3 and 8 since then, but that sounds like Boogie Cousins numbers to me. That's crazy, man. And it's the old Bill Simmons, you know, Ewing, th- Ewing theory, which I, I hate. Bill Simmons is so whack now, but he's, it's like you you know you lose a, a star quote unquote star player. No, I, I, my bad, my dad the boogie. Nah, yeah, I will. You lose a quote unquote star player, and the team somehow performs better when he's gone. So um, I don't think they're performing better, but the ball's moving. I seem like the fans are energized a little bit more. You know, it's they got problems still, but whatever. It's uh, I I think I just heard something in your boy um, buddy buddy healed. <laughs> Is you know just his time in Sacramento, he's leading all rookies in scoring. Uh, 
if you you know if if he played that all well, year. Well, he's the next Steph Curry, cool. right? <laughs> oh boy! I'm just playing how I hear. Okay, uh, we got about six minutes left in the show, but we got some fan questions coming in. Uh, 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 do you want to? Uh, uh, do you want us to roll off a couple of those? Yeah, man. How time go by so fast? What the hell? Because we've been cause we've been talking eighth place basketball, man. We, we love a lot of the teams involved. It's how NBA fandom happens. Um. So what we got here? I thought. Did you save him? Did I save him? Um, I remember, um, I'm going to goof on the names. <clears throat> no, okay, I got one. I'll go first since you're screwing around. <laughs> um, so my, my man at Nerditree, Nerditree, my man Evan, um, he just wants to know since they have their, since they have their first, first round pick, since they have the first this year in the deep draft, does it benefit Miami to miss the playoffs? I, over making the eight. I think it does because I don't think they have enough to really make it. I mean, it's, it's it's an interesting team, but I really think they need to add like a legit star. Like like Dragic is not the future. And while I I like a couple of their wings, um, I still think they need a decent uh, like big name. And and Whiteside's a perplexing customer. Look, man, I'm gonna say this: if they can keep this team reasonably together. Dude, I think since like since January 18th, they have the best winning percentage in the league, or they did up until maybe last couple of games. I know this, but yeah. So it's it's hard just to say. All right, well, there's only what 16 games left. They're not gonna tank till they fall to the get a star level, right? Even if, let's say they miss the playoffs, which they probably will. They're still gonna be picking, you know, 13, 14, you know. So it's it's. They've built up such a culture in Miami, right, where they refuse to tank. And it sounds stupid a lot of times, but look, they already signed your boy uh, Whiteside. He's got his big money. Dragic is, I think he's under contract for a couple more years. He's not bad. He's he's a, he's a good point guard. The, the, the league is just so rife with point guards. It's, it's, you know, it's really easy to, for him to fall down the ranks, but not just bad point guard. Their, um, their young boys are all having career years. Tyler Johnson, uh, James Johnson got the best shape of his career, and he's playing. They, so it's like, I get it, you know, the whole tank thing, but it's too late in the game for that. You know, they're, they're, they're just, they ran off all those wins, and, and now they're so close to the playoffs that if they tank now, they're going to go from, all right, you're picking, you know, 13th and you're picking 9th, which is a difference, but is it, it – I don't think it's worth it to that franchise and the Pat Riley and they're just they're very prideful. Spoh's a really good coach. Even if they move forward with the same unit and they draft whoever and they may sign a couple more free agents, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be bad next year. No, that's true, and I, I and and it would be a really good look even if they get blown out in the first round to just make it to play LeBron James and the Cavs. And you know what? All that size, you never know what can happen in the series. Yeah. Except we do know what can happen in the series. Now we know what can happen. <laughs> um. My man here says, my man, at Francis, Adu, oh, Francis Adu Jr., a, t- a tired black man. See, I don't even know how to answer this question, what he asked us, but he's like, uh, do you think a black Sam Hinkie could exist in the near future in the NBA? The only thing I think he's what he's saying is, like, Hinkie had total control of the league, and he did something, you know, he he was very outrageous, you know, relatively, and everybody was, was judging his extreme measures, um, but he's really smart. And, you know, he had a plan. So, I would say, yeah. With that kind of say, Isaiah Thomas with the Raptors? No, no. No, no. no. Don't you dare. 
Don't you dare. Isaiah was uh, Isaiah was not good. Um, so I guess he means a competent, smart GM. I mean, and I'll say, I mean, we kind of do have that. Who you have with the Raptors right now? Masai Ujiri, he's a, he's a smart dude and a, and a well-dressed dude. He's, he, he's just good all around. The whole city loves him. So, I mean, it's I guess uh, I guess he means like, you know, the radical tanking full control kind of thing. Uh, sure. I, I think the out of all the sports, the, M, the NBA probably is the most prog- progressive as far as front office hirings and, and guys they hire. So, yeah, I think they could. Yeah. All right, we got from uh, uh, Bowman in a bad mood. Uh, what can I actually get his name? At Cross Bowman. Uh, when the Celtics finally make a serious run, will can Isaiah be a part of it? Ooh. Hey, man, you stole my question from my mailbag. Um, okay, so I'll go first. I think, I think yes. On paper, yes. He could definitely... I think with him leading your team as a, right now, he's a, the best player on the team. Basically, the ceiling is only so high. I think if you get a real star, um, even with a guy like Jimmy Butler beside him, it changes everything. And he's still allowed to score, but now somebody else is going to you know, shoulder the load of leadership and and you know playing defense. Um, is that? Because that's a lot of what if. Will that happen though? No, I mean the question is when they make a if they make a you know serious title run will so will he the answer I think because this is, this means they resign him next summer basically because they're not gonna make a run next year so they resign next summer I think they will I think they will and the answer can yes with the he can't he can't be your best player you you have to have more and you have to have uh, probably some some more wing well we got playing wing and defense and a ball. <laughs> Oh God! Please, no. um, so, what do you think? Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying no, just because I've stopped believing in in uh, Mr. Ainge as a GM. Because I think they uh, they need to add more, and and uh, he's the guy who's killing me now. But see, again, what what were they adding more for this year? Do you think Isaiah Thomas? I get what and, you mean. Jim- I, I look. I just want to know, do you think Isaiah Thomas and Jimmy Butler and Al Horford, just think about what I'm saying to you. Is that going to be no. LeBron James and Kyrie? Okay. So this is my thing. I, I and hopefully people actually, nobody listens to the show anyway. Um, hopefully, I think in a, maybe end of next season, or no, next trade deadline, the Bulls are going to make a panic trade. And he, he, I think Butler's going to end up in Boston anyway, and we're going to give even less than we would have had to give this year, because they're going to—he's going to be—he's going to be ready. Well, damn it, he's on a contract for how much longer? I think they got him to 2019. He's got two or three left. Ooh. But either way, I think they're going to just push it to the point where it's going to be—they're going to take pennies on the dollar because it's going to get that bad. And uh, I, I think first line will be Boston again. They'll say, "Oh, we got one more pick for you." We already picked this year. We got one more pick, and uh, we're not gonna give you Jay Crowder, but you know we got some some other good some other. Nope, we're not giving you uh, Jalen Brown. Either. You can have Jay Crowder, not Jalen Brown. They're gonna give him a lesser deal than they offered this year, and I think it's gonna work. Nice. All right, um, and just since we're uh, coming out of town, so uh, coming up with time, uh, we got three left, and I'll let you, uh, uh, you pick which one you want to answer. Uh, uh, no, no, let's go. Let's go. Right. Oh yeah, those are mine, dude. They look, you see, you see what those say on them? See that hashtag on them? All mail, all ball mailbag. 
anyone who's listening, uh, if you know, I write for B-Ball Breakdown, and I do my own mailbag. So I do the all ball make mailbag. So okay, so I, so I'm I'm reading. I'm trying to get used to this new phone, man. Don't don't give me such a hard time. Fine, I see the you ones. were you were poaching my questions, man. So we do have another one though from my man at uh, Hammer Time one zero zero nine, Bruce Bain, Hammer Time. I don't know. He's this. He's one of the worst people I know. This guy's terrible. <laughs> nah, I've been following him for a while. He's a funny guy. Um, and I just want to know what teams are you most interested in watching come playoff time. And you know, with me, it's gonna be Westbrook. I want to see them. Uh, of course, the Celtics. It's what I'm interested in watching Celtics because it's it's almost like a, a clinical interest. I want to see exactly what they can do in a seven game series against anybody because we know regular season is so different than the playoffs, right? So I'm interested in seeing what they can do. So um, um, I. I I have no expectations for them. Uh, I, I, I step for get out of the first round. They better get out of the first round, damn it. I want to see, uh, and I know I'm going to eat some losses for this, but I want to see Milwaukee play. I want to see Giannis take a step, uh, uh, see if he can take a step in the playoffs. I like that team. I like Thon Maker. I don't need him to win. I just think it's going to be a, a good learning and see if he can take that next step from borderline star to borderline superstar. No, that's a good one, man, because uh, I think Giannis is ready. He's already kind of made the leap. He's all-star this year. It's good Chris Mil- It's good to see him and Chris Milton and, uh, you know, Malcolm Brogdon can use the experience. So, no, that's a good one. I don't know if I'm excited because they're not exciting. But he's exciting, but I don't know what the team is. But, all right, that's a good one. I like watching them. Yeah, so I guess those are the uh, two teams. Uh, do you have any other thoughts, uh, anything coming up on either your side or, you know, anything coming up this week basketball-wise you're pumped about? Uh, honestly, uh, this is the second year in a row. I start. I I really understand when people say they should shorten the season. If the season is more like seventy games and they only had a couple games left, I could. I. It's just the last couple weeks seems to really drag on, and we, like we're already kind of seeing it. Um, somebody somebody else got hurt today. Who got hurt today? Oh, Steph Curry Knock almost got hurt. He had to leave for a bit. Well, that scared him, but no, somebody, I think somebody else, I, I, I hope so. Knock on wood. No one got hurt then. But, um, yeah, this is the time of year when guys just kind of just don't want to get hurt, you know, and I, I, we see fatigue on these guys. Two games a long season. It is. So I, I was I was all anti-shorting the season before because I love the NBA. I was like, the more games, the better. But, no, nah, the last two, three weeks is really a slog, and you can probably chop, you know, Eight to twelve games off the season, and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I can totally get you there. Uh, for myself, got some. Uh, uh, I, I I I just finished a What If Wednesday. If you guys want to check that on uh, Press Basketball, we do this every week. I actually did uh, What If NBA GMs Could Be Fired. Um, I was actually looking at guys like uh, Vivek, and and I had some I had some ideas on how the uh, the cities that the franchises are in kind of hold owners accountable and be part of their contracts with the NBA. Uh, uh, just some ways, because we're saying the NBA is so progressive and compared to other things, uh, sometimes owners are the reasons you get uh, James Dolan. Uh, some terrible franchises, more than others. So, yeah, got some stuff going up there, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the away team here on Press Basketball. From James and myself, thanks for listening. And remember, don't be scared to pull from way downtown. You never know when your bucks are going to drop. No? It's not a good one? All right, I'm trying another one. And remember, never be scared to go to the hole. Because if you don't try to dunk on everybody, you'll never make the poster. No? Not that one either? No? Or here, I can try. And kids, always say no to drugs.
Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. What are you doing, dude? Catch lines. <laughs> are you are you high? I'm not. What was that? I'm not. I, I was just remembering like this Ninja Turtles kind of like after school special from the 90s that I was just like, this is my, I thought we were just saying taglines of, man. No, at least mine were basketball related, dude. I'm not a chicken. 